0: Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark, and with me is my doppelganger, uh, my older version, Josue Cardona.
1: I don't like the way you said older and like emphasized it.
0: Well, see, you do it to Lara, so I I felt it was only fair to do it to you. Gotcha. Just you and me today. It is the the two Amigops back at it again. I don't even remember. We were talking about this before, but I seriously don't even remember the last time it was just the two of us. I
1: don't know.
0: I don't know. Well, any whoozles, Um <laughs> I So over the past uh, couple of weeks, I was getting caught up. I was um, kind of wrapping up the sixth season of My Hero Academia. And As I was watching the sixth season, I started um, started pulling out this main theme, and I thought it was kind of interesting for us to kind of talk about, um, and that is reaching out and sort of learning and understanding when and how to sort of reach out for help, especially Mm -hmm. when you're not quite sure how to do so, or you have always been in an environment where you really couldn't. And so now you're trying to figure that out for the first time. Um and learning to kind of turn to others for support. So
1: Yeah. Oh, you that's haven't. A good, yeah, right? You have you haven't seen season 6, right? No. No, no, no. No. But I mean, you can you can Yeah,
0: yeah. so I'll I'll do some some light spoilers for those that Fness haven't it. watched it. Um it, it's I'll try to keep them very light, very brief. Obviously the manga has been out for a little bit, but Um, If you're like me and only really watch the anime, I'll try to keep it light and breezy here. Um, So, if you're familiar with My Hero, you know that uh, the main character, um, Midoriya, he has the quirk one for all, and over time, he starts sort of gaining a better grasp of the power, and eventually, he starts unlocking the other quirks from the previous users, and he's able to start utilizing them um so now essentially he can have up to seven quirks with him and so obviously it kind of builds up to this final battle with one for all and all for one and at the end of the fifth season you start seeing that um it seems like shigaraki is going to be the new um all for one and so the sixth season kind of kicks off with like a battle between the two and um Deku, who is being classic Deku, realizes after the fight that just by him being around everybody, he's putting their lives in danger. So he decides to work with the pro heroes and becomes almost like a vigilante to lure out all for one. Um, but also he's effectively trying to do this on his own. So he's nonstop. He's he's barely eating barely sleeping he's constantly moving taking out um villains wherever he sees them or bad guys whatever trying to protect everybody but this obviously wears him down because he's trying to do this all on his own and he even turns down or turns away from all might and starts kind of branching out on his own um and his classmates don't don't take this well they're like yo Uh, you shouldn't try to do this all on your own because you've been teaching us that as heroes we need to um, meddling when especially when you're not needed or when you don't need to is like the essence of being a hero so they try to go and knock some sense into him and it's this like them trying to match his speed and trying to go at the same pace as him to show him that they're not going to turn their backs on him and they're not going to become reliant on him because they don't want to be reliant on him. They want to work with him and overcome this issue in this fight together as a team and as friends. Um, and this is where Deku, who's always tried to be there for others is now learning that he needs help himself and, um, and there is a particular quote from um, Uraraka. She says to like a crowd of people when they do bring him back to the safe spot that just because he has a special power doesn't mean that he is special. He's still just a kid. He could have this special power. He can do all these amazing things, but that doesn't make him special. He's not invincible. He's just a kid who's doing the best that he can to try to bring back the peace. And I thought that was, it. it was it's a very deep, heartfelt moment. Um, and it just like, it really resonated with me because I know when I was growing up, I had a lot of those same struggles of like learning when to reach out for help. I was the one that people would come to to talk about their problems work through these things whatever it is that was going on and i didn't know how to reach out for help myself so that's why i thought this would be a really cool and interesting topic to kind of explore and see what other forms of media kind of touch on this yeah
1: well that that whole which i don't know how light and breezy that was um <laughs> but definitely the the character of Midoriya slash Deku he he pushes himself so much in the series right like he's got I mean he starts with no powers and right and and early on the show I mean he's got scars and tons of broken bones and he's just he's always pushing himself way way too hard and it's almost ironic that like he the only reason he's he's able to keep doing what he's doing is because um that, that nurse, uh, whose quirk can, can heal (laughs) him constantly. And, but also his power, right? Like his quirk, the all for one is all about like this group of people coming together and they're all in a way, like not just giving him power, but also supporting him in different ways as the show goes on. Right. It's like, you're building off of what all these people did before you, and there's a part of them in you. So you're not even alone in that sense but then you're saying that later on he he gets to a point where he feels like he has to do everything on his own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then but then so so you're saying that he gets to a point where he starts realizing that he needs help, but he doesn't know how to go about asking for it.
0: No, I, he mm-hmm. he's more so like the his classmates sort of show him that it's okay to need help like you like it's they're saying like you do not have to do this all on your own because you want to protect us we don't want your protection we want to be by your side um and so this is sort of like him realizing what when he needs the help well like
1: they want to help him but he doesn't want their yeah
0: because he wants to protect them he wants to try to be the standalone hero that like no i'm going to protect you and they're like uh dude no we don't want that um you're our friend yeah and so it's him sort of starting to realize like okay this is the time when i need help because i can't do this on my own and i mean i'm i'm gonna guess that because right now season six is over we're waiting for season seven i'm gonna imagine that season seven is going to be a lot more of that like okay like he's gonna start learning to rely on his friends and his classmates to sort of help him out um but i don't know too much about that i haven't gotten that far in the manga yet
1: so so how did this resonate with you then again um what, what like what did it bring up for you
0: Hmm. So like, like I was mentioning earlier, like with with my own struggles with learning about when I need help, and how to even reach out for that help, um, that kind of resonated with me pretty strongly. Um, and actually, in my therapy today, I, we, we were sort of I was sort of reminiscing and recollecting on like, what brought me to therapy in the first place. And th- it was I brought I mentioned that like, it's because I realized that this was the time when I needed help. I realized the when, and by starting therapy, I was learning the how. So something I, um, there was just things going on in my life that made me realize that this was the time that I needed to start reaching out for help. And then over the course of a few years now, I have learned how to reach out for that help when i need that help or that extra support
1: like how what like what was what did it for you
0: like what what caused me to realize when i needed to reach out
1: like it's there's a line right that Mm -hmm. you you crossed right there was there was like a, a door you opened how did you get from from not knowing how to ask for help like what were the first things that you started learning that Mm. helped you
0: yeah so i think what what kind of caused me to step over that line was um i had some close i had i had a small support network um people that i could really truly rely on i didn't really trust a whole lot of people i kind of kept a lot of people at arm's length or even longer and the few people that I did keep close to me, I started realizing were pulling away because of my own tendencies and my own unhealthy behaviors. And so because I was at risk of losing the only real support that I felt I had, I realized that there was something that needed to change. And I kind of figured like, well, I can't, I'm not going to ask them to change because that wasn't the mindset that I had. So I kind of felt like it was a me thing. Um, as Taylor Swift would say, I'm the problem. It's me. I had to do the callback. Um, moving, (laughs) moving forward. Um, I realized that, okay, it's probably me. I need to make the change. So that's when I started looking for, for therapists and what started me on that. And then over the course of the, the first year of therapy, um, I started learning when to start recognizing when I was starting to hit low points, Um, And when I was, when I realized and was starting to recognize when those points were coming or when I started noticing a dip in my mood to um, one, develop more healthy coping skills to kind of deal with those mood sets, especially when my old coping strategies were becoming ineffective because they were overused um, or they just weren't as effective anymore, Um, but also learning to be more open and allowing more people to sort of come in that wanted to be a part of my inner circle. Um, because I often kept people at arm's length because either I didn't trust them or I didn't want to burden them with my problems. Um, but then I, I started to realize that no, the people that want to be there for me are going to be there. And it's important to be able to turn to them when I need that support. Um, because they're there, they're offering it. I'm not, trying to force them to to help me they're willingly saying hey no please let me help um and then yeah i I mean it's obviously a work in progress it'll always be a work in progress but i i know for me i have really pushed myself um and i think i've come a long way since when i first started therapy um but this this whole season was like caused me to have that that callback to the beginning yeah. stages and i was like huh I, I i really resonate with this this really reminds me a lot of of a me at some point and yeah. now here i am i've gone through all these changes since i started and like the 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 drastic difference between me then versus me now is unreal
1: so uh you know, there's a, there's like a, there's a good tactic in, in therapy or like, what would you, what would you say to a friend that's going through the same thing that you're mm-hmm. going through? Or like, what advice would you give them? So I'm curious if when you're watching the show, you're like, Deco, you idiot, like mm-hmm. stop doing that. <laughs> and then like, oh wait, that was me. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I, I i've had a couple of moments like that even in earlier in the season uh, earlier yeah. in the series too there, there have been moments where i'm like dude why why are you doing these things and i'm like oh wait a minute that's me <laughs> <weird. laughs> that's me
1: yeah uh, you know it's um i i've always i think i'm better at it too but it was really hard for me to to ask for help I was going to say, no, I think I've been cured, but I, I haven't. I haven't. Um, like, I can only do so much. Now, I think, I think I've gotten a lot better, but like, I won't, I won't ask for too much help. So like, yeah, like one time I had to like borrow money from my sister and I, I asked for her like the bare minimum, you know, I was like, mm. because like, I didn't want I want to go too far. Recently, I asked you, to come to my house and drive a pretty long way to do something at my house because I I wasn't here. And that was a big deal for me to to ask for help. But the thing that pushed me over was that I had had someone else come to my house twice already and I couldn't bring myself to ask them a third time. So I was like, it was like uh, spreading it a little thinner (laughs) and I was like, and 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 it was you because i trust you you know like mm-hmm. i was i don't think like other than the two of you here there's nobody else i would have asked and and so that's a huge improvement for me like to just ask that and actually my my um the other person who who helped out uh she offered when i was traveling mm-hmm. and so that made it a lot easier cuz i never would have asked had had she not offered first. But since I was already, you know, getting help. And then and then it sucks because then I feel like I owe people, you mm-hmm. know. I I went to a meditation retreat a long time ago. And one thing that they said was that it is I forgot I forgot the exact wording. But the lesson was the importance of accepting charity. And so for these meditation reaches, there were 10 days. And you don't pay anything at all. Because that's part of the part of the experience is accepting the charity of others. So once it's done, if you want, you can pay something, anything, whatever you want, so that it supports other people in the future who want to do it but you don't have to. So when you get there, it's people are just providing you with lodging and teaching and food and, and you don't, and there was something that was a huge, that was a, that was a moment for me like that idea. Cause I the the day, I went to a restaurant, uh, Went to Luminatis for the first time. What? The first time. The first time. I'm a Giordano's person. If 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 you're if you're not from Chicago, none of this might make sense. Oh my <laughs> um, goodness! It's pizza. We're talking pizza. But I it was <laughs> went for the first time, and I uh, and the waitress brought the pizza, and she says, "Do you mind if I serve you the slice?" And that's the first time I've ever had anybody ask it that way. And the truth is, I do mind being waited on. I do not like it. Mm-hmm. Even at a restaurant, even though that's a person's job, I do not like it. But even when I was a teenager, like, again, like, I don't, I don't know, this is between me and my therapist to figure out exactly what this is. Maybe you can help me. But it's like, I didn't want my mom to wash my clothes. Um, like, I didn't want anybody to, like, do stuff for me. I got to an age when I was a teenager, I was like, no, like, I'm... Nobody do nothing for me. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, I don't know where that came from exactly, but even now I do not like being served. Um, and just so she asked me that and I didn't say, yeah, actually I prefer you not to serve me, (laughs) but I, I, what I did, I asked her, does, does that happen often? How often do people tell you that they don't want to be served? She said, it happens surprisingly more, more, more than you'd think. It's like, huh. Okay. So, I mean, again, is being served the same thing as being helped? I, 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 think it's related, you know, I think, I think there's some, I think it falls into the category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but like lots of people deal with that, right. And I don't know exactly where that comes from, but I've gotten better at it by just learning like you said like uh or, or like the, the example of Deku just learning that what, what is how, how would I frame how I learned it I I think I wasn't willing to even try and that meditation retreat experience kind of forced me to be in that situation of being taken care of I think that's kind of where it comes from like I don't think I know how to be taken care of and it makes me feel uncomfortable,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but but eventually I started I started realizing that kind of like it's almost insulting to the person who's offering help to decline it, like because they're being kind and they're being and they're offering you something with. Right? Like there's, there's no, there's no malintent. There's no, there's, they, they generally like want to be helpful or, or, you know, just want to share something. And, and that was another thing that I started thinking like, oh, like, oh, they're offering me something. And I say, no, just like kind of offended.
0: Like, oh, really? I just, I just offered some help and you're just going to spin
1: on my shoes. All right. Yeah. 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 Just, and, and any kind of thing, right? It could just be hospitality, but it could also be like real help. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that was something that changed it for me too. But, but recently I had a conversation with my older sister and I was telling her that I, I don't remember. I think it was like a financial advisor or something like consultant or something that I contacted. Um, Cause I'm not great with my finances and my older sister says, well, but don't go paying somebody for, for something that's just common sense. And I told her, look, I, I am old enough to <laughs> have finally learned that it is so much easier to not do things on my own to have someone else who who can help whether whether we're paying our therapist or whether a friend is helping us out right it doesn't matter how it is the that it it's just easier (laughs) like there's no reason to go through so much pain or, or even discomfort you know like what why when when you're not hurting like you're hurting yourself and then you think you're hurting someone else because they're helping you, but you're not like, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I think it's complicated, um, when you're in that mode on how to get out of it. But I've I've also had stories that kind of reflected back at me, my experiences with that. What kind of stories? Uh, so the one that really got to me and and again like this is this is geek therapy 101 right like you love my hero so it makes sense that this right you already had an affinity for it and suddenly something happened you had an emotional reaction right there was some resonance there and it's not like, the only oh. story too no 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 yeah uh, but uh, but so for me like i i love batman stories mm-hmm. and there was a run called uh, Technically, it was, no, it wasn't Batman Incorporated. It was before Batman Incorporated. Um, He was, uh, he got in a fight. I think it was Infinite Crisis, I believe. And at the end of it, Darkseid hits him with something and he gets, everybody thinks he's dead, but he gets like sent back in time. And it's actually a really cool story where you see him like in prehistoric times in the (laughs) the old west, like you see him uh, across time um, trying to get back. Uh, and like he, he, he's a Batman in each of those eras. (laughs) It's pretty cool. But, uh, while he's gone, everybody's taking care of the city. And then it gets like the, the whole point of that story. Once he comes back is that he finally comes to the conclusion that like, Oh yeah, like this job is really hard. I try to take care of this whole city by myself. And he has this whole Bat family, right, that has developed. There's Batwoman, and there's Bat Girl, and there's Nightwing, and there's Robin, and there's a few others. Like they've been inspired by him. They want to help him. They want to fight by his side, right? Very similar. And it's finally like when he comes to that conclusion, he has this really cool scene where he calls everybody to the Batcave and tells them that like he's had this realization. And of course, everybody's like, Duh, Bruce, like, finally, (laughs) like, it took you long enough. Like, we're literally out there with you, you know, like, we're doing the same thing. It's about time we, we work together. And, but it was, it was like the obviousness of it, right? It was like the fact that he had to go through so much to come to the realization that, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he takes it to the extreme (laughs) because (laughs) then, then that's when he starts Batman Incorporated. And basically he starts like recruiting people from around the world and there's like bad people everywhere. And he's got, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. But that, that was the, one of the first stories that really did it for me.
0: Yeah, no, that's, huh. you, you've said a lot and, <laughs> and my goodness, like when you were talking about like the retreat, uh-huh. I don't know if I could handle that, like going there for 10 days and then not paying anything or not being required to have to pay for it just sounds so like such an alien concept to me.
1: It's also a silent retreat. So you couldn't complain to anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, yeah, I, and I remember in, or er, like earlier, like a lot earlier in the, um, in, in this podcast series here. I remember you talking about that retreat. I think mm-hmm. it was when you just went on it too. Um, and sort of talking about like the things that you've learned through it. And yeah. I I don't think you've ever mentioned the fact that like it, it was like talking about accepting charity and like yeah. having it be paying really only what you want, but knowing that what you're paying is going to help other people to do the retreat for free. Um, and i i just i can't I, I don't i don't i would probably look at them and be like mm, this doesn't this doesn't feel right to me i feel like i need to compensate in some so way suspicious
1: shape or form. what's happening <laughs> it's just like this
0: is a cult or something um but no the the batman story is um that is that's such an interesting story, and I really wish I was into comics more because I'm sure there's so many stories that I could probably really resonate mm-hmm. with, and that I, I'm sure I would have a much bigger library to kind of pull from. Um, my things only really stem from video games and, and cartoons and and movies and things like that, which I know are, are still just as great. But like a story like that, and and like having to go through the all these absurdities of, of being an old western batman <laughs> just to come to the realization like oh yeah help is actually not that bad
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: um it just i, I mean that's so fun I, I honestly think that's such a fun that's such a fun storyline um it's pretty cool and you know to kind of go off of that um because i don't know when uh here comes a thought is ever going to come back um when it whenever it does um, mm-hmm. but even with Steven Universe like Steven Universe Future like that's another one where um i really kind of strongly started resonating with it especially future um more so a lot more with the trauma stuff but also that yeah. idea of hey it's okay to need help like you don't have to put the whole weight of the world on your shoulders um and sort of push yourself to a breaking point um because that's again something that i did where i brought myself to my breaking point multiple times for the sake of other people um but also being in the same way of like i didn't want anybody's help because i didn't want to burden other people with my problems they were my problems so why should i burden other people with it um so Kind of going with that idea of, with Steven Universe Future as well, of like having people sort of come together to sort of knock some sense into you or knock some, um, just to kind of get you to kind of realize, hey, wait a minute, you're fighting this hard for it because you genuinely want to help and you're offering that support. Um, and I think like when you're able to make a realization like that. It it is such a life changing moment. Like Mm -hmm. I think when I made that realization that there were people that were genuinely fighting to uh, to be there for me and to be at my side through the good times and the bad, it was um, like a a completely new feeling to me, a feeling I had never really felt before, but one that I was. eternally grateful for yeah. um and it's one now that i try my best to kind of instill into others honestly i think now i kind of overdo it because i oh <laughs> I'm, I'm all i am at that point too or like oh you want to help me perfect please <laughs> come help me do this thing because it, it'll be so much easier that you do it um like i have to get my brakes changed um i'm having my dad do that Because Lord knows it's much easier to have somebody else that knows how to do it and that's offering the help than for me to try to learn and how to do it by myself and cause myself an infinite times uh, bigger amount of stress and potentially ruin my car because I probably would if I tried to do it by myself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My mom would, would offer me money. And I would always be like, no, 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 mom, it's okay. And one day she, she, she looks at me and says, <sighs> you know, I'm just trying to help. You don't know how much it hurts me when you don't accept my help. And like, I, th- I don't think she'd ever said those words to me. And afterwards I was like, th- that's why I mentioned it before. It's like, wait a minute. It's not just about me. Like there's also something about that rejection, you know, like, it's more than just, again, we're talking about a mother to her son, right? So there are certain relationships, right? That are where this applies to, and and I don't think it applies to others, but, but like she was, she was so invested in it. Kind of like, you know, probably the, the friend version is like, these people are fighting to help me. What the hell? <laughs> right, yeah. But, but my mom would be like that. And so I just started like accepting her help and just always saying, thank you. And recently my, my two sisters, they'll be like, mommy, no, no, no. Like, don't, don't like, don't please mommy, no!" And then I would see my mom get upset and I'd be like, just take the money, just take the money. And then later, like you're already buying her like food and all this other stuff. Then just use that money and bring it back. Just like make her just, just take it. <laughs> just take it. Um, so it's like, it's like a two way thing as well. Like I think it's part of building relationships it's 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 that you know you can give um like you got to let people give you <laughs> mm-hmm. um as well because because that's i don't know yeah yeah it's just a, a part of it
0: yeah i never really thought much about the the rejection piece and it's kind of weird that i wouldn't really think about it because I I know for me like if I offered and was really trying to extend my support or offer help for somebody and they turn rejected me or turned me down I I would feel that rejection um cuz I know I'm I'm more sensitive to rejection so I would feel that hard yeah but yeah. I never would stop to think about <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing to other people by rejecting their help and saying, no, 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 I'm fine. I got this. I got this. Um, now you know. <laughs> and now now I am very much aware. I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't feel so good. <laughs> and I, now I, I'm aware because I've gone through it so many times. Um and I think I've had a lot of similar instances like that where, um, like I've had grandparents try to give me money and I'm like, no, 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 no. But, um, especially with, uh, with the way my family kind of grew up, um, I was always kind of taught that like, you don't say no, you just say thank you. And then you kind of move on. Um, and so then I've learned to kind of Sometimes take whatever it is that they're offering whether it's money or something else and in, in turn I would find a way to kind of bring it back or yeah. I think this would also kind of distort my view of it because like how you said like you always felt like You would owe them. Mm-hmm. So even though they're offering something In my mind, I'd be like, okay now. What can I do that to return the favor for them? because I'm. I would just automatic. I would just make the assumption that like they're gonna want something in return. Maybe not now. Maybe not in a little while. But at some point down the line, they're gonna be like, "Hey, remember when I I did this thing for you? Like, do you think you could help me out right now?" Because that's it's, an assumption. And that yeah, that's an assumption yeah, that I would yeah. just have with everybody. Yeah. um And so that's why I would always kind of carry that notion of like, "Oh, you're offering me something. Hmm. What do you want?" Like. Or I would, care, or I would accept it, and then be like, okay, now I feel like I have to do something to yeah. return that favor, so I don't feel like I owe you anything. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, learning to kind of get over that piece of it was one of those things that during therapy, I I, I spent some time on. I was like, hmm, gotta <laughs> learn to just accept the accept the help for what it is, and know that. I don't owe them anything. So even if they were to come and ask me down the line, if, if it was something that I was able to do, then of course, then I would be more than happy to. But if it was something that was a little out of my reach or just something that it just, I can't, I can't do it. Don't feel bad because yeah. you know, they, they offered out of the the kindness of their heart. At least that's what I would like to hope and not with them doing it simply because they're like, Oh no, 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 I'm going to call in that favor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like all these beliefs that we have in our heads that aren't true, right? It, 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 these weird assumptions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think I've gotten over the guilt part a lot. I think I think that part I've I've resolved. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I was, I was living in Philadelphia at the time. I had a friend. She took me out for my birthday, and it was the most expensive meal I'd ever had in my life. And the whole time, I just felt uncomfortable. And then later on I got her like a gift certificate to a spa or something. Like I tried to match it almost dollar for dollar because I felt like I was, I was, uh, yeah, like I was indebted to her Uh, or like it just wasn't fair. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that she expected anything in return. And I never did back then. It was all in, in my head. Um, And then I guess that probably made it weird. (laughs) (laughs) right but then like fast forward I don't know, 20 years right i moved over here to chicago and early on a friend of mine like was like oh let's let's go somewhere and she paid like 120 dollars for both of us, which some people might not think that that's a lot but i think that's a lot for like just it was like there's a starbucks here and has a tour or something like oh, that oh
0: yeah the, the um, big one yeah yeah i know what to talk about yeah
1: yeah and and so instead of like like that other example and just being uncomfortable and feeling weird about how much it cost and all that for this one, I just tried to live it up. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, because, because I think a big part of um, people wanting to help is that they, it's not just like they're invested in what you're trying to do as well. Right. So then it's like, it, it, it kind of becomes our thing, right? Like I had a small part of that. Like you see all the credits in the movie, right like you feel good that you you know you're one of those things at the end you knew that you know that you were a part of that and so doesn't matter how small the piece it's like then then they're a part of it too and yeah so i mean that part of it is um has been hard but i'm i'm realizing as we're talking about this i keep thinking of so many stories now where this is a theme but yet i feel like this is the first conversation i've ever had about this with someone like in so much detail and and my guess is that it's because people don't want to talk about this (laughs) and so they don't and yet in stories right like there's so many stories where this there's that person who doesn't want to ask for help Like Mm -hmm. frodo share the load (laughs) right it's like why are you suffering um the there's like an established team but there's this person that you know just wants to go off on their own and wants you know the team starts working together they're able to accomplish the goal right like that that character that that like lone wolf is just always there in in i mean in so many different so many different stories yeah i mean look at spider-man spider-man is a is a is a uh a cautionary tale for sure
0: (laughs) yes 100 (laughs) percent.
1: yeah yeah not always though right like like i think um like, in the, in the uh, Miles Morales game, mm-hmm. right? Oh, like yeah, 100%. Once they, like, once he starts being a mentor and stuff like that, right? like, it's it's different. Um, but lots of times he does, right? Like, there's so many stories where he's like, I have to do this on my own. I can't involve anybody else. And, and I think that's also, I hadn't thought about this before, but it's a little different from, like, the secret identity thing, right? Like, a lot of heroes, like, they can't tell their family. Like, you know, they don't want to. Also that idea of, like, no, I'm putting their life in danger or just you don't want to stress them out. But it's like you don't know what they're what they're going to say or do. You have no idea if that outcome is true. But we, we you know, we think that we're going to hurt people or put some kind of burden on them. So, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. I feel like I'm having that realization now. Like, I've never had this conversation with anybody, really. And yet... Yeah we both like we're resonating 100 percent. we both, <laughs> well, both I no, would, yeah i would certainly hope that we're resonating <laughs> with the same person so <laughs> <laughs> just validating it one more time and then and then like at first i was like oh i don't i i can't remember too many stories but it's like it's so many it's just that character is always always there so yeah. i think a lot of there's a lot of stories that can help people tap into that and start that conversation
0: yeah like, and I'm even sort of thinking back because since like I like I said, since I I caught up with season six, I, I thought season six of of my hero was so good. I I'm I'm going back and now I'm I'm binge watching, um, all of it to kind of rewatch the whole series again, and um, I'm sort of seeing that that theme in in Izuku. Um, throughout the whole thing of like he's pushing himself so hard and they put it under the guise of like he wants to catch up he wants to he has to work 10 times as hard as everyone else because he's he he's workless for most of his life and now he has uh one for all but you you definitely see that 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 characteristic in him of like no like i need to do this i have to push myself i have to put myself there because if i want to be the uh, the greatest hero that can save everyone and protect everyone then i need to carry this burden by myself and then with the the secret of one for all and trying to keep that a secret and protecting all might that's that adds a whole other layer um yeah. but I, I just thought of another anime that does this. Um, oh, I just, I
1: just want to mention um, for listeners that you've, you've called him Izuku Midoriya and Deku. I've called them all the names. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah just, it's all the same they're person. All, yeah, they're, all,
0: they're all the same person. <laughs> Deku's the hero name. Uh, Izuku is his first name. Midoriya is, is his last name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I'm actually thinking of another another great anime that I've mm. watched um, that I haven't finished, actually. It's the one anime that like I've, I've watched it, I loved it, never finished it. Um, Haikyuu. Mm.
1: Mm. And Haikyuu volleyball.
0: is... Yes, volleyball. My, my volleyball boys. Um, and this is in a different way um, with... Um, oh, what's his name? To- I'm going to confuse the names here. Izuku uh, Midoriya, Deku. yeah, right. <laughs> okay, the first name is Tobio. I remember that. I remember okay. his name is Tobio. Okagiyama, oh, Kageyama, Kageyama okay. That's it. Um, he in the in the beginning of the series is is characterized as this king of the court because he's very good in terms of the mechanics of volleyball, mm-hmm. like scary good as a setter. And because he's so good, he plays to his own style and expects everyone to kind of listen to him because he knows the game the best. He knows how to play it. He knows how to win, blah, blah, blah. And people don't like that because he sucks the fun out of the game. Um mm-hmm. So he feels like he has to do all of this on his own. It's him, and he doesn't want to have to rely on other people. But then over time, he learns to sort of rely on his teammates, knowing that his teammates are going to be there to pick up where he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with... Um, Hinata and them developing as a duo knowing that like hey he's my partner he can keep up with me I, no matter what i do he will always be there to hit the ball like there's literally nothing that's going to stop them hmm. um like that's just another story of like learning about when to when to kind of reach out and accept the help especially yeah. when it's being aggressively thrown in your face like with thanata he will aggressively throw his support in his face and be like you need to work this out with me because i want us to be the best also like they're
1: already a team right yeah it's a, it's a, it's a trope i was talking about before right? exactly like your goal is already the same <laughs> like you're just making it you're not only hurting your chances of winning but you're hurting the 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 team's chances of winning by not relying on them and also not supporting other people. So, th- yeah. uh, this stuff reminds me to, to shift to another, uh, form of media. It reminds me of the conversation with video games about difficulty levels. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you gotta play it on this difficulty level or else it's like, it's, it doesn't count. And I'm like, mm, you know what, like, why am I going through so much trouble? Like I, I, had a friend who was uh, so. Uh, here's an example. Um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, mm-hmm. right? Um, when they re-released it on Switch, they added uh, a f- a mode called Funky Mode, right? And then Funky Mode just gives you like extra lives and makes it so like you can't fall in a pit and stuff like that. Like that game is a hard. It's hard, and I understand that part of the fun of of hard games is to overcome the challenge like i don't have the time Mm. to do that level a hundred times to finally get it right so i was like no i'm turning on funky mode (laughs) (laughs) and and so i use that as a term for for like for when something's easier you know i'm like oh yeah no i turned on funky mode um and and to me what does that mean that means lowering a difficulty level you know what i don't mind sometimes paying a couple bucks like in a game like i'm already i'm already like i like the game i'm enjoying myself it doesn't what's the problem you know like if i'm if i'm playing fortnite and so like right now there's an aaron Jaeger skin Mm -hmm. i think it comes out i'm not sure if it's at the end of the month or if it's already available and like sometimes for some of these things you gotta grind you know um and it's like it's not even hard it's just time so I'm like, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna drop a couple bucks I, I i like this game but i don't i don't have that much time or it's just a little hard for me so like what's the big deal <laughs> right it's like you can you can pay for stuff and and when it's someone's job for example right like also it's their job <laughs> like if you don't do that then they might not get paid mm-hmm Right. Especially when it's like one-on-one, right? It's like, oh, a kid comes by and is like, oh, well, I'm going to mow your lawn for 20 bucks. It's like, get out of here, kid. I can mm. do it myself. But now like the kid can't go buy his Fortnite skins because <laughs> he's exactly. right. Um, But just like, I don't know, like the, the different perspectives, but in video games, it makes me, I remember thinking more that way of like, oh, I'm not going to pay money, extra money for something. And I'm like, nah, you know what? that's life though. Like if you have particular resources, your life is a lot easier. And I know we've been talking about, um, for the most part, like accepting the kindness of your friends and family, perhaps even the kindness of a stranger, right? Like you fell down and you're like, don't touch me. (laughs) No, it's like, (laughs) Oh, they'll help you up. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. But, but there's also, I mean we only mentioned it briefly but our therapists our doctors like there's some of these things that we cannot handle ourselves like if you can afford it and you and like and it's hard for you to go to the gym and stuff like and you can pay a little extra to have a trainer or somebody to to work with you if you need physical therapy <laughs> mm-hmm. if you need like something you just want to learn something you just want to get better at a particular thing there's coaches Right. Like being so stubborn and not being willing or even even worse, like being willing to pay for like singing lessons or an art class <laughs> or go for a massage, but then not accept the help of your friends, <laughs> you know, or someone yeah, who's, like. who's giving it to you. Right. Like like there's that dissonance. For, for me, it was 100 percent across the board. I do not want to pay anybody. I wouldn't do anything. I didn't want to, because I felt like I was burdening the entire world with my shit. But, but obviously now, I mean, I have a very different perspective on that. And, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, like, yeah, sometimes that costs money and, and that adds a whole other layer to it. Right. People are like, Oh, I'm not going to pay money. I can just do it myself. It's like, (sighs) you know, like I've joked with you about coming over to my house Mm -hmm. to help me. Like you saw my house, right? Like, yeah, like, You saw i started sanding the floors i don't know if you (laughs) saw that there's like just a couple spots that are sanded and then i was like oh this sucks (laughs) my bedroom actually has like a quarter of the floor has been removed Mm -hmm. because i need to replace the floors and and then i just stopped i was like no i need to pay somebody for this and it's gonna take a while to save it up or maybe i'll want to do it later but like i'd really like to be able to just pay somebody to do it and do it right and do it better and me not have to not only spend all that time but just not go through the trouble. But but yeah. so there's still a part of me where it's like, I can do it myself. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many
0: times though, that that those sort of thoughts will come through my head. Like, my break's like, you know what? YouTube teaches people how to do things all the time. Why mm-hmm. can't it teach me to do it? Oil change? Pfft, child's play. I could do that by myself. Why would I want to pay... X amount of dollars for an oil change when it's going to cost me like 20 bucks for the parts, and then I just got to do it myself. Like, they just do it, yeah. but then at the same time, I'm like, but do I really want to do that? Do I really <laughs> want to invest that time and stress myself out because if I mess that up, then it's on me, and also I'm not without a car. Like, no, I, I think I'd rather just pay the extra money and have somebody else do it and know that, like, all right, it's going to be done, it's going to be done right. And I don't have to worry about it. See, it,
1: at the beginning, we were talking about a character, Izuku Midoriya <laughs> Deku. <laughs> Deku. <laughs> um, like, getting to a point where he is going way past his limits, right? Like, he's at an unhealthy level doing mm. everything independently and basically hurting himself, right? By, by And having people offering help. We could say that even at that point, he couldn't do it by himself and he probably needed help to be able to, to accomplish his goals and even possibly even just live and survive. But the other part of it is like, you can just accept help, even if you don't need it. Right? Like sure. You may be able to do it on your own. Like, like the Donkey Kong example. <laughs> I mean, I can, I'll eventually get it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. believe that I can. Yeah. You're going to get funky. No, 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 no. Even without funky mode, I can do it. I can do it. But it may take me many, many, many tries. And, and so that's not a need, right? But it's like, it's just easier. No, like actually, like right now I have this, I have some furniture that I was going to move around and I was like, ah, let me not be stupid because like, I already did this thing. I moved a treadmill down two flights of stairs by myself. Why would you do that to yourself? Because of everything we've talked about (laughs) in this episode so far. (laughs) I could not bring myself to one, ask for help. uh, And two, I didn't even want to pay somebody. So I have actually paid um, someone twice on TaskRabbit to help me like hang stuff up. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because like, like one was a TV. I just could not like old one was really heavy and it was like it's in a weird place and the whole thing I was like I can't do this on my and he couldn't do it on his own either <laughs> right like it, we we had to do like we had to carry it between the two of us um and there's a few things like that where I just I just can't um but then other times I still go and I'm like hey, I can move this treadmill on my own <laughs> yeah I can just move this up and down two flights of stairs no problem I know so now like I have this huge stand-up desk over here that i want to move and at first i was just gonna like oh i'm just gonna pick up the whole thing and grab it and, and then i was like i don't know I, I should either i ask for help or i need to take this thing apart and and just do it right you know but there's mm-hmm. i don't know there's still stuff like that like my house is full of examples like that right now of me um realizing <laughs> Right. It's it's not even like I'm insisting on doing it on my own. It's that I started that way and then realized that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I'm either, you know, I'm I'm I've decided to something just pay a professional to do it. Um because I'm sick of asking you since you won't come over to help me yeah, trust paint me, or anything I, like that. I, 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 oh my goodness. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> um to be fair, you haven't offered uh, help. That's another oh, thing. Like only offered excuses. <laughs> that,
0: that's another thing about me is that I don't think I've ever. I don't. I should say I don't think I've ever. But I don't usually like verbally offer mm-hmm. help. I yeah. just like I, maybe I'll word it in a different way or, or something. But like I don't think I. I all too often actually offer my help anymore. Like I I just kind of make I think I just kind of feel that if someone really needed my help, they'll ask me. And then like people that know me know that I'm cool with it. You just got to ask and I'll, I'll I'll that's find a, I'll I will <laughs> s- find a way to make it work if I can. If I can't, that's a different story. Like like you said it's a far drive mm-hmm. and I'm a busy boy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that I don't want to, it's just that my scheduling and your scheduling are just very conflicting except for times like right now.
1: You're just offering excuses.
0: <laughs> That's the only <laughs> thing I can offer. Apparently
1: Um, there's, I don't know. There's something about this. You, what was it that you said that I said that that's not true? Um, you said that people, oh, I just lost my train of thought. You said that people, oh no, this is bad radio. Like, would
0: you like me to help you? Get <clears throat> yes, your, please. Your I'm, asking,
1: I'm asking for help. Okay. Um, um, oh, um, that, that you assume that people don't want help, right? Because if they did, they would ask you. Right? Exactly, and so that's not true, right? I, I know because there are lots of times where I'm like, oh, I could really use the help, but I'm not gonna ask. But if you offer, I'll say yes, right? But it's mm-hmm. like because then I think you don't. So, so I've started doing something um, in recent years where I make it harder to opt out, <laughs> right? As the as the helper, not mm. as the helped he help you? So I, maybe, right. It's like, instead of, if I see somebody, I don't know, you drop something, you're carrying something, right. Instead of saying, Hey, like, do you want help with that? Or can I help you? You know, it, it, it might be more like, um, I don't know. It depends on the person, you know, in the situation, but there I might just go and like, like I'm helping you out, right? Like I'll grab the other side of it, you know. It's like, oh yeah, no, no, we got this, right? Or, um, or if it's something like if it's verbal, you know, instead of hey, let me know if you need any help, I'll say how can I help, mm-hmm. right? Or I'll say I'll be right over if there's anything I can do, like like just point me at what you where I can help, you know. So it's like my hope is that with something like that, I can. I can make it very clear that I'm already in, (laughs) right? Like there's no, there's no, um, there's no transaction. There's no additional step. There's no forms to sign. (laughs) There's no approval. There's no convincing. It's just, I'm in, I'm here. What -hmm. can I do? And if they can't think of anything, then maybe I can still find, you know, unless they blatantly are just like, get the fuck out of my face, <laughs> you know, then, then, uh, you know, message received loud and clear, but sometimes there's just other stuff that you can do, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm doing this thing and I can't, you know, you can't help there, but maybe I'll go, I don't know. I'll help you wash some dishes or throw out the trash or whatever. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm here to help. However, if, th- if that's what I'm here to do, that's what I'm here to do. So Yeah.
0: You what? can help me with these Pokemon card uh, scanned codes.
1: <laughs> so so what's the takeaway here?
0: The takeaway? I think the takeaway
1: is... That you're not going to come to my house
0: at <laughs> home. <laughs> I'm only going to come over to throw uh, card codes at you. Okay. And And um, that's them about mailbox. it. Yeah, just slide them in there. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think the main takeaway is that learning to and accepting help, whether it's from people in your life, in your life, or even from just services like resources and things like that. Um, it's not a bad thing, especially when they're, they're, they're meant for you. Like people are offering their help or their services, to you because they want to help you that's not bad and learning to kind of overcome our own um our own views on receiving outside help um, can really sort of open up a a new fresh perspective on things and also just gives you a chance to kind of relax for a second you know take take a take a load off your shoulders take a deep breath relax and knowing that you're not doing it alone or that you don't have to do go through the whole process alone or figure it out on your own you can kind of give yourself a minute and in giving yourself a minute you can kind of learn to appreciate the people that do want to be there for you um or be appreciative of the services that are provided to you or that are offered to you um and being able to utilize those so that way you can continue to develop yourself in a a way that you want to rather than feeling like you have to take on the entire world on your own and close yourself off
1: yeah I'll give one more example there's a game called nino Kuni. i haven't i haven't talked about it in a while in this game um you deal with emotions so it's like these emotional energies and as the main character you will find people who are low on courage or low on love or low on oh, i forgot all the other ones but there's like seven total so to help them what you do is that you find someone else who has an abundance of that and then you ask them and they're able to give you like some of their courage energy or their love energy or their whatever energy and then you put that in a bottle and then you bring it to the person who is low on that i've talked about this game many times but i never i never thought of it in maybe i have but i think it applies which is that If somebody's offering to help, that may mean that they're in a position to help. Like, it's unhealthy to give something that you do not have, right? Like, if you're broke and you're going and, and giving people money, you're just going to be more broke. But if you have, you know, expendable income and you have extra money, it feels good to help somebody else out. And maybe. Now, right now, you, your clients, your friends, your students may not be in a position where they have an abundance of time, energy, love, caring uh, to share with others, but the people who are willing to help, who are offering, assume good intentions, assume that they have something to give. And... And maybe one day when you have a little extra and you have something to give, you can, you can pay that forward and do that same for other people. I've learned from myself that I, where I have to set boundaries is when I identify that I, that I have no more to give. And with other people, I've also learned that I can't expect them to do things that they're not capable of, to give me things that they don't have to give. So good topic. Oh, shucks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll uh, talk about uh accepting praise. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. That. A, yeah. I'm why are Link and Lara not here mm-hmm. mm. Mm. interesting how am I day out of this one oh, thank you uh, for, the, for the convo Mark thank you listeners for joining us on this episode of GT Radio um, if you want to join the discussion check out the links in the show notes to all of our community spaces for more Geek Therapy visit geektherapy.org remember to geek out and do good And we'll be back next week. Bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.